0: Hi there. Scott Johnson from Unfriend Me. I'm here with Justin about to perform another episode for you. And did you know that if you end up liking what you hear, you have an opportunity to head on over to patreon.com slash unfriend me and support the show. It's a great way to help us out and a great way to feel good about taking the entertainment you get from us. That's right. And thanks to everybody who has. That's patreon.com slash unfriend me.
1: Oh, yeah. The Simpsons is a comedy standard-bearer that has earned your respect, you insolent dog. Being funnier every year it's been on, Simpsons
0: did it! Oh yeah, well I think things topped out around season six, even though I wouldn't know since I stopped then and have no idea what the other 20 seasons are like.
1: Oh yeah, well if you think The Simpsons isn't funny anymore, more than Unfriend
0: Me. We're back everybody, it's Unfriend Me. Welcome back from May 22nd, 2018. Scott Johnson here with Justin Robert Young. Hi Justin.
1: Hello. Hello. Hello, Hello. Scott, Hi. how are you?
0: Hi, I'm fine. Uh, we cheated a little there at the top of the show, or I cheated, I should say. You didn't cheat. I cheated <laughs> a little bit. I think I let some of my opinions squeeze through my what should have been my, uh, you know, very outspoken yeah. stance against the Simpsons. I probably argued for it, but it's okay.
1: It's that was the only spot in this hour-long podcast dedicated almost solely to the topic that you'd be able to get your opinion
2: out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the whole rest of the body of this thing will be nothing but emails about last week and stuff about. Uh, peeing on my foot in the shower. So, look forward to that, everybody. We're uh, getting right back in it. Again, this is Unfriend Me. We're so happy to be here. Uh, write down, if you haven't already, this number, 801 285 9395. That's the number you're going to use a little bit later in the show to call us and share your opinions on today's subject. But before that, and before we look forward, we always look back. Justin, where do we look today?
1: Well, we talk about drugs, my friend. Drugs was our topic last week, and y'all wrote in a lot about it. As it turned out, a lot of you guys do drugs, and you were very excited to tell us about your experience with it, including Jeff. Due to my time in the military, I had many friends who ended up serving in Afghanistan. A few of them came back with PTSD issues. Through the grapevine, some of them learned about MDMA uh, from friends who were involved in a trial program. A couple of my friends ended up getting illegal MDMA and conducted their own therapy sessions with their wives. Both husbands and wives took the MDMA and spent the afternoon talking about his experiences in Afghanistan and how it affected them and their relationship. It was pretty moving to see these big burly guys tearing up and telling me that it saved their lives and at the same time bonded them closer than ever to their wives.
0: Whoa, that is an argument for Molly that I haven't heard yet. That's what uh, your Miley Cyrus calls it. But uh, but for reals, like I didn't realize the uh, uh, the the potential therapeutic effects uh, uh, were to that level, and and what they did, obviously there's no names here, but what they did was technically technically illegal, but it sounds like it may have uh, been a real turnaround for them. So once again, kind of kind of a complicated issue. These drugs. A free speech mm-hmm. trademark wrote in or TM I assume means trademark. I believe that most drugs should be at least decriminalized, and that they should probably just be legal. There have been some studies that show that rats don't actually want to abuse drugs like cocaine if they are living healthy rat lives and have normal social interactions with other rats on a regular basis. Basically, the study shows that rather than the chemical hooks theory of dependency, rats and people probably too only turn to drugs if they are uh, sorry if they are major problems in the rest of their lives and they attempt to manage. By using these substances, uh, I I tend to agree. It's the whole argument about uh, the minute a state legalizes marijuana, everyone's a pothead, which has been already proven to be false. I have plenty of friends in in pot legal states who haven't even tried this stuff.
1: Well, but beyond whether or not they use it, I think more specifically it's saying that if you are a happy and healthy person, you can recreationally do whatever. Right. You could be a happy, self-actualized person with white picket fence, wife, and 2.5 kids and recreationally do heroin, right. is what they're saying. Yeah. Right? Is what this uh, a study, uh, presuming that we can scale that up from rats to humans. right? Uh, Dave writes, you mentioned the sentences for crack cocaine being higher than powder cocaine and fairly targets black communities. This is true. The black politicians who are tired of seeing crack run amok in their constituencies are the ones that pushed for harsher punishments for crack versus powder. Dave, what I very much meant to do last night was investigate exactly what you wrote so I could bring further details. I then didn't do it. So (laughs) if anybody else wants to do that, then go ahead. Uh, uh, I think the larger point when it came to uh, uh, drug laws is that beyond even the racism element, which I think you can draw, again, to go back to, you know, opium dens versus laudanum and stuff like that all laws are a reflection of where we come from as a society and if we have racial divisions if dare i might say it that we have racial divisions in our society <laughs> then the people that make the laws very often will reflect them and and uh so i think that's there is a larger history of that although as i think anybody who looks into these subjects knows more than most, these are complicated and right. they're not always, you know, uh, a weird, you know, white guy in a boardroom twisting his mustache and figuring out how to, uh, uh, you know, keep the black man down. Uh, these, right. are, these are very complicated issues.
0: That's true. And also a uh, good reminder that if you are going to email us and I'm, I'm no reason to think that this claim that he makes is true or untrue. But if you've got links, share them because that always helps us as well. Benjamin wrote in, says, I agree that drugs have uh, have proven to be no harm to people's health, i.e. marijuana should be legalized. But Scott's last remarks about how we should just make it all legal, I firmly believe is just throwing in the towel. It is the moral equivalent of saying folks jump off the Golden Gate Bridge. So I'm just going to sit by and watch because it doesn't mean that I'll do it. Uh, He says it's not about you doing it. It is, however, about how we as moral people can go to sleep at night if we say meh to the whole thing. Uh, then how are we going to be able to sleep at night knowing we let those tens of thousands of people die simply because it was too hard to find a better way. I submit to you that some battles are better to fight. Even if the outcome is bleak, what are our souls really worth? I agree wholeheartedly that this is an imperfect system. Uh, but we should shouldn't dismiss it just because it is. We should dig deeper and try harder. Maybe I'm just an idealist, but that's the way I feel. I think he may have misunderstood me a little bit. Uh, I feel uh, I'm in a similar boat. The problem is you start talking about who's defining what. For example, what is the worth of a soul, he says in here. There are plenty of people that argue there's no such thing as a soul. So do you want to have that argument? Then do you want to have a million other arguments about the semantics surrounding why you or I or anybody else feels the way they do about drugs, drug abuse, and enforcement? Like, it gets super complicated. And that's really the ultimate point that I was trying to make last week, is that it's really hard. Like what Justin said... <clears throat> marijuana, I was like, yep, legalize it. When he said heroin, I was like, I don't know. Like, how, Okay, but then you were then you made some good arguments about, well, what's the difference? Either they're going to do it in a criminal way, in a dirty way, in an awful way, or maybe we can help them uh, make that better. So maybe the fight doesn't have to be uh, making this as illegal as possible. Maybe the fight is making it easier for them to get clean needles, easier for them to get treatment, easier for them to have a clean place to go and to sleep one off and to find help. Like, that's all I was trying to say, and I still believe that. So, Benjamin, you and I actually agree, which is funny, but maybe we have a slightly different direction we want to go.
1: Mm -hmm. Sounds like you're giving up on tens of thousands of people and (laughs) allowing them to die. (laughs) Tim writes, if you're going to legalize cannabis properly, I think you have to answer yes to all of the following questions. Do we have a non-invasive roadside test for cannabis intoxication? No, probably the closest would be taking your hair out. I'm going to answer these as I, as I ask them. Yeah. Do we have an idea of the medical benefits and side effects of the use of cannabis and its active ingredients? Depending on where you draw the line of what you personally believe is uh, a proof, right? Or I think that we, it is credible to say we have an idea of the medical benefits, although safe to say that we don't know all of them uh, or ha- exactly how effective they are. Do we have a good idea of the long-term effects, good and bad, of cannabis usage? I think those studies have definitely gone on long enough that we have a fair idea that it is, how harmful or non-harmful it is. Uh, Do we have an easily understandable idea of the strength of the relative strengths of the different active ingredients in cannabis so that they can be displayed in labeling? Ask anybody who's been to a a dispensary in any of the states in which it is legal, and the uh, ever-expanding list of Uh, that consumers demand of exactly how strong these things are, I think that that answer is an easy yes. In recreational situations, do we have an idea of the safe standard dose of cannabis or its active ingredients along the lines of units of alcohol and nicotine or in individual cigarettes? Milligrams would probably be the biggest thing for that, and I do agree that uh, it has been a tremendous boon that we have gotten better at specifically labeling edibles because as anybody who's accidentally eaten too much of a chocolate bar and then found their soul sheared from their mortal form to wander the land of light and shadows for eternity can tell you, it's better to know exactly how much weed is in an edible. Uh, Are we easily able to identify people who may or may not be able to safely take cannabis in any form? That's a more complicated issue, and I don't know exactly how we would be able to tell it beyond how we tell if people can eat peanuts or eggs or anything if they're allergic.
0: Right. It'd be the yep. same, in my opinion, be the same process. Whatever that process is, that's how you'd find out usually by accident when you're a kid. Um, pot's yeah. a little different, though, because I don't know, until we're in the future where that might happen more accidentally, more often, you're really maybe not going to know till your first time. So there's some that's some funny stuff right there.
1: That's yeah. All. And the final one, do we have a good idea of how to cope with short term effects of cannabis intoxication such as disorientation or panic attacks? Yes. Hydrate yourself or go to sleep. Yeah. That's usually the 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 big way to do it and again this is similar to uh any kind of other legal uh uh, intoxicant including alcohol so you would follow about the same protocol
0: yeah something i meant to say last week and i forgot to a lot of people do say that some of the potential side effects of uh marijuana use is panic attacks i have a tendency toward those and also a sensitivity to medication i have a feeling if i took pot in some form i'd probably head down panic attack road and maybe not come back So. Uh, I'm not sure I'm going to be a very good test case when this stuff becomes more common. Uh, even though I said if it became legal in my state, I would at least try a gummy bear or a portion of a gummy bear, depending on the uh, potency. So, anyway, yeah. check back in when Utah makes marijuana well, legal. Yeah.
1: Here's all I'll say <laughs> I've known many people in my life that are very anxious people and that have had issues with weed. What I think we're going to find, however, is that it's similar to people experiencing alcohol during prohibition, that you don't exactly know where things are coming from. You don't exactly know how potent things are. You have nothing but your social strata to understand exactly how something works. And in a post-legalization age, you can be handed something that is known to have very, very, very small amounts of an active ingredient that is not going to be the same thing that somebody who has been smoking every day since they were 11 would take. That will give you an idea of what things are doing and won't let you feel that you're totally out of control with uh, uh, your experience. Yeah. At least that's what a friend told me. <laughs> uh, remember to write short emails or they will be edited. Remember that people yell at us louder if this segment is too long. Then you will yell at me if I edit your email to be not read correctly. You can send us your emails to show at gmail dot com. We did get a couple emails saying Scott talked all about his drug experiences. Justin talked very little about his drug experiences. I, I feel like I have enough shows where I've talked <laughs> about Drake being drunk and high in embarrassing situations. So I, I know that's kind of a cop out if you don't listen to jury or night attack. But uh, uh, what can I say? I mean, look, I there's I've done albums about being drunk and high and, and those experiences. I, 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 it would take up the entire show. Yeah, we would have
0: a very long show. Uh, so, yeah, remember that email address, show at gmail.com. And also, if you're too lazy for that and you're like, well, i just go to the website. That's cool, too, because the new website has a way for you to contact us directly there as well. Those emails will get to us. You just hit the contact link at frogpants.com slash unfriend me. And uh, that's a great place to do that as well. Also, there are go- they're going to be, as of today's episode, moving forward, uh, blog posts per episode of this show. Actually, all the shows. This one's included. And you'll be able to go and comment directly in there if you desire that sort of interaction. Oh, so that's cool. For more
1: ways to comment, uh, comment on us. And as we speak, uh, all of the old emails that we did not use are being compiled so we can more easily schedule our bonus Patreon episodes where we go back into the mailbag. We've already done one of them that has not hit the feed, right? Or did it hit the feed? Uh, the feed. I, f- oh, I don't remember now. <laughs> we were thinking about doing it. Anyway, <laughs> right. We'll get if you are a patron, you'll get them immediately after we record them, so you might wind up getting two, maybe three bonus episodes in your Patreon feed at once that yeah. you can then uh, 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 dose as you want. Or if you are a free listener, they will be basically the episodes that we have in the chamber in case Scott and I have to not do an episode.
0: That's right. Now, I'm going to play a little something to start us off on this next road. Just hear this out. Okay, so here it is. All right, now I picked the most like non- get your account banned for playing a famous song version of the song (laughs) I could find so that's why it's weird it's like a 16-bit game or something but anyway there is uh there's your hint as to what today's topic is justin tell us more about why you love and can't wait to see the next episode of the simpsons because you love it
1: (laughs) scott as we start every episode we begin with a definition the Simpsons is an American animated sitcom created by Matt Groening for the Fox Broadcasting Company. The series is a satirical description of working class life epitomized by the Simpson family, which consists of Homer, Marge, Bart, Lisa, and Maggie. The show is set in the fictional town of Springfield and parodies, American culture and society, television, and the human condition. It debuted on December 17th, 1989. 639 episodes of this show have been broadcast where it is currently on its 29th season, Beginning in October, uh, on October 1st, 2017, it is the longest-running American sitcom and the longest-running American animated program. In 2009, damn near 10 years ago, it surpassed Gunsmoke as the longest-running American scripted primetime television series in terms of seasons and surpassed the Western in terms of episodes just this year in 2018.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't remember... <laughs> for my mom my mom or dad's generation or my grandparents generation complaining that gun smoke was only good up until season six and everything else after that sucked don't recall that very much for some reason but anyway small anecdotal side always, note.
1: Not because it always sucked and they had like two <laughs> things to watch so it was either like gun smoke or try to lace my shoes again
0: that's actually a good point uh there's probably not a lot else on so uh Yeah, you've defined it well. It's The Simpsons, and
1: that's The Simpsons. But really, we're talking about two different things. Here's the first: When did The Simpsons start sucking butt? Because it almost certainly began to suck butt at some point, because uh, there was a era where it was really the gold standard, not just for animation but for comedy. Uh, Something that was, uh, you know, is still revered and has lived on into the memification of our modern world, where we take the same jokes and the same settings and apply them to our own lives because they are so classic and universal. However, it is not me alone that says that at some point it sucks But In fact, uh, 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 online critics have determined exactly the episode that The Simpsons went from the absolute standard bearer the golden the gold standard of comedy to something less than that can you do you know this episode
0: okay i don't i haven't looked so i'm not because i wanted to come fresh at this let me see if i can guess which one they think it is because first of all this the, the concept that there was one episode where there was a pivot is the most annoying idea i've ever heard uh why well let me okay let me i better state this so i can just get it out of the way there are yeah. plenty of, when you do near 30 years of, of, a sh- of any show, there are going to be low points, guaranteed. There are low points in shows that go nine years, or low, sh- low points in shows that go three or four years. And especially in a world where 24 episodes is the common season, that gets compounded. Go look at any season of X Files, and you're going to find some stinkers mixed in with some amazing science fiction television, okay? So the Simpsons is not immune to that. There are certainly moments of like, "Oh, this is a this one's a woofer," and then not so much. Then it's fine. Then it's good. Then it's medium. Then it's great. Then it's okay. Then it's bad again. Then there's a whatever. Like that's that's the mix, and it's the mix across the board, and everyone experiences this. This is not a Simpsons problem. It's an everything problem. I do not hold with it that there was a single episode in the point of time that where they went. And everything since then's been just a big fart juicer.
1: Let, let me let me let, let's see if we can agree on some of this. Then though, all right. Do you agree that the first eight seasons were unique? And even if it has not completely fallen off, that that was the golden
0: age. I will say that. Um, so we're defining the first eight because I hear people with different numbers all the time. So eight is kind of the happy place. Is that where everyone likes to be? Eight,
1: at, by my research, eight seems to be. The common consensus of uh, 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 when it was pound for pound, just episode by episode, there was always something amazing happening on The Simpsons, which kind of betrays the fact that this one episode where things go bad comes from episode nine or season nine, rather.
0: So, okay. Uh, let's go with that for now, even though I think it's kind of horseshit. It, uh, my my problem with that that whole notion.
1: Well, define. Do you? All right, then, then let's <sighs> let's pull back one more frame. Do you agree that there was a golden age of the show, or has it always been hit or miss?
0: I think that there is a point of time where it, from when it launched till let's say the eighth year, where there's nothing like it. There was nothing to compete with it. There weren't a million other shows. To come along yet, um, like South Park or like Family Guy or like any other animated, successful animated show, King of the Hill, whatever, uh, they would come later, but they would come on the backs of this innovation of what this show did. Okay.
1: Oh, no doubt, no doubt that it's a trailblazer. Right. But, but uh, so,
0: so, so at eight year, let, at, so at the eighth year, which is this, just goes to my point. At the eighth year and forward, now you're living with a, a world of derivative, like there's going to be derivative drippings across the board, including their own show. Yes, I do think that after eight seasons, things started to become a little rote. Like these characters were developed in a way that it's kind of hard to do new stuff. So I'll agree with that. I still think you can be funny within that construct. And I think that they have been, we'll get to that later. But I think that up to that point, yes, that is an iconic eight years, an important eight years and a pretty incredible eight years. Um, this idea though that it's still this idea that it turns on an episode is Bunko Numero Uno. <laughs> but give me uh, give me the episode they say it is. Which... Hazard,
1: you hazard a guess on the episode.
0: Okay, so I remember one being really it's bad.
1: It's been shouted out in this chat.
0: Oh, I haven't anyone. looked. I haven't looked. So yeah. so I'll, I'll I'll take a guess. There's an episode I remember i had to have been around this time. Oh, I can't wait to get my to my theory about age. Anyway. Uh I think it's one where Lisa becomes president or something. It's like a future tellery thing, and it's like, "Hey, Lisa's president in the future," and Bart has to wash himself with a stick and with a rag on the end, or some some episode like that rings a bell to me as being a real dumper. Yeah, I don't know if that's the one or not. So you tell me, am I even close?
1: Uh, Bart to the future. Oh,
0: this might be it.
1: Uh, aired in two thousand, that would be after. Oh, this episode. All
0: right, that one's a stinker. I'll fully uh, admit, it's bad. All right. So, so the
1: episode is "The Principal and the Pauper." This is uh, the episode where Skinner is revealed to be an imposter, having stolen the identity of somebody he served in the army with. It has been roundly derided as being awful by critics, fans, and Simpsons creator Matt Groening.
0: Um. All right. Here's where maybe I show some of my colors i'm i'm I'm, I'm hesitant to do this.
1: go I remember show.
0: seeing that when it aired live or when it aired for the first time, and I remember not being that upset about it or having a big problem with it so So maybe this is not a division of maybe it's everyone else's right that that's the worst and it got worse from there but I wasn't bothered by that episode. It wasn't my favorite episode. It didn't strike me as an amazing one or anything like that. I kind of liked the idea of the the Skinner bit. If that's where people's problem is, I don't know if their bigger problem is just a badly written episode. I don't know what their problem is specifically with the episode. Do we know that? Is it just the Skinner
1: thing? We do. Indeed we do. Uh, uh, I think the the episode's fairly derided because number one, it changes a character in a way that he didn't really need to be changed and didn't add anything in fact it detracted from it the idea that the the doofus of all doofuses who is at his funniest when he is trying to spin his wheels as again look steamed hams is a thing now that is like as cutting edge as cutting edge gets in, in terms of memes it is internationally known because the archetype of Principal Skinner as befuddled idiot is something that is exciting so to make him a conniving uh, sinister character for no real reason that doesn't add anything or doesn't permanently take his character in another direction is I guess what was found to be at best cheap and at worst a sign that they were out of ideas and I think that is probably the kernel of where we get into the the Simpsons is just derivative and and the funniest jokes they can come up with are sight gags there's no more of what made it special in the initial eight years that it was running. And you are right to say that this is something that is remarkable, which is that they continue to have fresh, interesting takes and take their characters in fresh, interesting directions.
0: Yeah, and that's to their poo-poo that they had a rotten episode. Here's here's where I break with everybody. If, they, if that's when people said, "Man, I'm done, and they've not seen anything since, they, I don't think they get to have an opinion about whether The Simpsons is still
1: good okay. today. This, this is your thing. And this let, is let me, let me totally very my thing.
0: Totally my yeah. thing.
1: This is your thing that you believe that no, everybody who thinks that The Simpsons is bad has not watched an episode in 20 years. Everyone I talk to says that. <laughs> I go,
0: I'll say something about The Simpsons. I go, I haven't watched that since season nine. Whoa, I, 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 well then how, how
1: do you know? How do you know? I will say, I don't know when I stopped watching every episode of The Simpsons. I've caught episodes here and again, and the best thing I can say about The Simpsons is it's a show that's (laughs) on. Like I, I, I just every once in a while there's something funny and interesting, but by and large, just the that spark, what made it special, is long gone. How
0: how old were you? Okay, now I'm going to get to my big zinger point here. How old were you when the eighth season supposedly was the peak? What year would you have been?
1: So it debuted when I was six years old. Yep. Uh, so uh, six plus eight. Sorry. Bear with my uh, <laughs> my floor. He, he went to
0: journalism school, you guys, not math school. Okay.
1: Exactly. Uh I was 14.
0: So you'd have been 14 years old. Now, oh, this is great. This is perfect. Because when The Simpsons debuted, I was 19. All right? Oh. I'm a little older than you. Uh, so effectively, I am a getting ready to move out, going to college, starting college, uh, getting a job kind of dude. I'll be married in three years. You know, like I'm, I'm hitting the road. And I am not experiencing a, a uh, adolescent f- foldover like a lot of people would have experienced around the eighth season of The Simpsons. And I maintain to this day, and it's not a bad thing. It's a normal thing. This happens to me with stuff when I was 14. When you, when you make that switch over to adulthood, sometimes what happens when you go from adolescence to adulthood, the thing you loved when you were 13 is not the thing you love when you are 16. It changes so quickly. The music you love when you're 14, you hate it when you're 16, 17. When you're 16 and 17, you think you've got a more mature taste. You love everything that's cool then. And whatever it was before, you're not so into it. And it seems like, it's, this is not, you know, there's no scientific study to back this up. But it seems like all the people I talk to who have this whole everything after season eight wasn't any good anymore are right around 35 years old right now and all experienced this experience when they were about 12 to 15 years old and i don't think it, i think that they're not realizing that that actually matters and in terms of their tastes what they like what they move forward liking what they still think is cool when i when i consumed it as a young adult and have seen it yeah. all the way through my middle age now in my 40s i don't i i don't see the break that everyone else saw they had a whole life break in there that's when you were getting it on with the girls and getting the drugs and doing the stuff or whatever people did to experiment around Your love of The Simpsons was interrupted by life and by uh, emotions and, and by hormones and by all these chemical changes in your body and your brain. I don't think the show had a chance for those people in the way that it had a chance for those of us who were done with that already three or four or five years on and could just move into it and flow with it. And there's a reason it's still on the air. If it sucked and was so bad... I guarantee it wouldn't be around anymore because oh, right. ratings hold would on, be bad. Hold on.
1: Pause, pause, pause. All Before right. you get into another 14 layers of whatever your <laughs> personal story, uh, uh, uh you know, so you, have it, you have it all nice. You have it nice in a box, right? That this is all just everybody manufacturing these bad memories because they went through, uh, you know, that, because this show declined in relevance and declined in quality while we were adolescents. Listen, listen. My newly minted boners have nothing to do with what was (laughs) happening in uh, those animation facilities and in those writers' rooms. This was just a show that went eight years. A lot of the talent matriculated out of it. A lot of the people that wrote on The Simpsons wound up doing other things, and maybe that spark that they had was lost. I've never been a The Simpsons suck guy. It's just The Simpsons lost interest for me. Now, here's the difference between something like The Simpsons and South Park. South Park has been on the air for 21 years. Yeah. I will still go back and watch a new episode, a, a currently running episode of South Park, despite the fact that I don't religiously watch every single episode. And I will say, this is a show that is remarkably close in quality to when I loved it the most when I first uh, 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 found when I first uh, uh, fell in love with it which by the way is right in the exact same age range that you're saying that you know everything changes when subversive animated comedy uh, I was apparently just growing out of it and getting into all these different things I was still into the new subversive animated comedy well, although this is obviously uh, in in a uh, different level of ribald nature which is that- why which I
0: actually think what you're saying is supporting my point which is You graduated to the next edgy thing.
1: Oh no! No, look here. Forget where I was. Forget where, because you want to make this into you know all the all the the kids were born in the early '80s are the villains. (laughs) Uh, To quote Principal Skinner, no, it's the kids that are wrong, Uh, (laughs) dude. Compare an episode from season fifteen to season six. They're just not the same. They're, They're they're not. Of the same quality and you can have reasons to say that all right well maybe it's just you know uh, the way that people are in a different uh, uh, a different world but there's a reason why all these memes come from this one period because it was quite possibly the best television show ever created at that point and maybe they declined from there and is less than that but and and you can say there's no shame and mazel tov to everybody that continues to draw a paycheck from making Simpsons episodes. Yeah. But th- th- that's indisputable. It was the best. And it still is. I mean, like there's a reason, again, there's a reason why it's still relevant and the things that people remember from it aren't from after season eight.
0: I disagree. The most popular meme, uh, gif of the Simpsons right now is Homer backing into the bush slowly. You know the one I'm talking about? Yeah. Post season eight. That stuff's like season 12 or 14 or some weird place in there.
1: So Do you even know? Well, yeah, is, is, I do know that.
0: I absolutely know that. Because I saw the episode recently on FXFX or FXX or whatever the hell it's called. And that is a well beyond season 8 episode of that show. And, I, and, and it's a tiny example and it doesn't matter that much. It's just a gif. And for people on the internet, they don't know when this stuff's from. They just see Homer backing into a bush. That's funny. That's kind of my point, though. When people, it got long in the tooth, yes. It's been around for a year, ever, yes. You get kind of sick of looking at the same people, hearing the same voices, doing the same stuff, yes. But if you check up on an episode, last week's, whatever the last one that aired, get in there and watch it. I guarantee you'll go, oh, shit, that's funny.
1: There's some funny hey, shit in uh, here. Uh, Scott, Scott, sorry. Yeah. hate to fact check you. That... Is from Homer Loves Flanders, the sixteenth episode of The Simpsons fifth season.
0: How do you know that for sure?
1: Because I just looked it up right now. Ah,
0: wait! Homer backs into the hedge.
1: I literally just did it. Can you trust your co-host? I know season? I trust
0: you. I just can't believe it because I just saw this. Hold on. Is that really from season? Oh shit! It's from season five.
1: Oh, <laughs> ah! Uh,
0: that one was written by Conan O'Brien. In fact. In fact, it was the last episode to be pitched by Conan O'Brien before he left the show. That's funny.
1: All right, ah, all right, we go. all right. You Yet got, then.
0: you got me there. You got me there's there. There's
1: No shame in this. <laughs> I don't know why you're sticking to this thing that, like, 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 your cultural identity is wrapped up in the fact that this show declined in quality. There's no, there's no shame in admitting that. Although I will say that you are not wrong, and I, I wanted to find a position like yours, uh, and this is a. Defense of the last 20 years of The Simpsons, and specifically, it was written last year saying that The Simpsons now, i.e. the episodes that are currently airing over the last two seasons, are among the best. Uh, And this writer from pajiba.com writes, after so many years on the air, The Simpsons now has a level of freedom so few shows will ever achieve. They've chosen to use it in in a unique way. The show's format remains the same, but there are now more experimentations in style Guest animators, cult figures from the medium have created their own couch gags, which range from the vibrant to the disturbing. Where else on TV could you see Sylvian Chome, Bill Plimpton, and Doug Hertzfeld given 90 seconds to do whatever they want with some of the most iconic characters on television? This show has uh, greater opportunities to be stranger and darker, such as season 21's The Squirt and the Whale, which features one hell of an emotional twist.
0: Yeah, like that was a great season. I remember that season, it was awesome. Um, That's my point. It's good now. And there's a reason it's, like we keep saying, there's a reason it's on the air still. There's a reason it has better ratings right now than Family Guy uh, before Brooklyn Nine-Nine got canceled, which is probably why it got canceled. I mean, it continues to be, especially for a network who cancels everything early in everyone's estimation. So here's my thinking. If somebody says, uh, hey, welcome to 20 years of Rick and Morty. I'm going to hear the same damn story from them, even if it's just as good as it always was, because this is how the human brain works. It's been here forever. We need refreshing or else we need to move the furniture around. We need to do something to keep things fresh for ourselves. So they do the same thing there, but what do we do instead? Is there going to be a season four of Rick and Morty? I don't know. Let's panic and let's write in and bug Dan Harmon every day because they're not letting you have it. The Simpsons is like, yo, you can have it and it's good. And now, People turn their back on it. Futurama? Oh, please let there be a reboot of Futurama. And I love Futurama, by the way. I think it's amazing. Yeah. But, but part of the reason that a lot of people still love it and adore it is because it ended. It actually ended twice. But it's done now. And it's gone. Uh, the same thing happened with Family Guy. People begged for it to come back when it got canceled. It came back. Now they complain about Family Guy all the time. It's almost like the fact that it's here is a
1: problem. And it drives me nuts. Wait a minute! So wait, like, so you're just discounting the idea that we can think that something isn't as good as it used to be? No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. That that's windmill that you're tilting against? No, no, no. What I'm said, saying,
0: what I'm saying is that that's what people say. I'm saying it's not necessarily. I'm saying it's not true. We think that's true, and I know it's subjective and blah blah blah. But I don't think it's true that the show has dipped in its quality that things overall.
1: Ever get bad?
0: Uh, no, I think things get bad uh, for sure. <laughs>
1: Get bad sure every, they do. It's, it's us it's the children that are
0: wrong no 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 stuff can get bad sometimes things just get old and taste change like nobody i mean outside of retrospectively enjoying it from either an ironic or historic perspective people aren't cranking up the big band every day and trying to revive that i mean it makes its comebacks with swing every once in a while and things like that but it had its time it had its heyday and now people have moved on there will definitely be a time in the future where the simpsons has to end and there will have been a heyday, and they may I, still say it's seasons one through eight. My point is, I don't think that's degraded yet. The show's still good. It's good and it's not only good, it's and sometimes it's been great in the last fifteen of those thirty years. And that's and and people who complain the most, I always say, Well, what's the last time you saw it? Well, I don't know, I was back in like maybe a season ten episode by accident.
1: I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that you keep venturing out into the cornfield so you can insult this straw man that you uh, have created. <laughs> that is just no, you I like, have
0: had actual. No, no, no. These aren't straw. These are men made of flesh and blood that I know who say this to me, and then my okay. answer back is, "When's the last time you saw it?" And they always I say, "I'm
1: googling." I did research. I am backing up all my things, including <laughs> your fraudulent idea that that the Simpson and Homer backing into the bushes was from season fifty-seven. Uh, look. We, we can I'm sure we're going to get emails on this. All I'm saying is there's no shame in saying that it had a critical uh, heyday and then it, it declined and, and maybe it'll come back and maybe there will be amazing stuff. Or
0: Maybe As it has come re- back. Maybe it has <laughs> come back. That's all I'm saying. Maybe you, I agree with you a hundred percent had a little decline, but maybe it did come back and no one knows it. Cause they weren't there when the tree fell in the forest.
1: If only there were a, a medium that was obsessed with the Simpsons that we could discuss when good episodes are on. Maybe <laughs> one day we'll invent that and, and people will more accurately be able to transmit their opinions about the Simpsons. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, thank God, because now there's a blackout. There's a media blackout on whether or not the show's good these days. Oh, Nobody so you're saying
0: the- everybody, uh, no matter what, everybody who either likes or dislikes it will have equal say on the Internet. Is that what you're telling me?
1: Um, yeah. The Simpsons had a season <laughs> six level season. Now I'd hear about it. It would be a a major topic of conversation.
0: I don't know about that. I can tell you what if they had a if they had a one average mediocre episode somewhere back in season twelve, I guarantee I'll hear more about that from some complainer or some loud guy on Twitter than I will on the guy who enjoyed last Sundays
1: which although is... I will say this: the Simpsons went into you know uh, its its decline, according to these critics, not of course Scott. Uh, <laughs> Around the mid to late 90s. It had at that point moved from Thursdays to Sundays. Right. Fox got the NFL in 1994. Right. Meaning that at the point that the Simpsons was already a classic television show, it already had the massive lead in of the NFL, of, of late NFL games ending right as The Simpsons were coming on on right. the East Coast. Right. I would be curious to know, considering how expensive that show's got, considering the the uh, fights they've had with the voice talent over the years, if we would still have The Simpsons on if it didn't have the NFL lead-in and a, a Sunday audience that was, by and large, uh, uh, drunk from watching football for however many hours, didn't enjoy this very familiar program to well, watch
0: I, rem- I remember when they got the nfl and the simpsons uh for at least one or two i don't know maybe it was just right around the uh, super bowl season when fox first had it or something but they had a complete episode that was a lead out from the nfl from the super bowl that was a big super bowl themed episode of the simpsons so they they counted on that for sure uh, I think, obviously, it was benefited by it. But you're talking about being in the middle of your famed eight-season peak when that happened. So, yeah. so sure, it helped, but I don't think it was like, I mean, the show was no, still... I,
1: I'm just saying, since it sucked, it's never had to not have the NFL. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's still in the top ten rated shows on network television right now. So is the NFL!
1: <laughs> That's the lead-in! It's not now though, is it? Or oh, it- yeah. No, no, no the, the the NFL's ratings are down, but they're not like they're, they're still the top uh uh in in broadcast. Like there's a reason why people so much pay some the networks pay so much money for it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. I I don't know how that works now cuz I'm honestly I don't I don't I watch so little scripted TV. Everything I watch or not scripted, like live TV. Everything I watch is later on like I watch the Simpsons on Hulu when they're done. I watch Uh, all tv that way really so i don't even know what leads into anything anymore i'm living in such a different place than i was in the mid to uh you know late 90s i assume though for much of the viewing public that's still a bump for them it would have to be right people hang around
1: yeah oh no i mean no uh, an nfl lead-in is uh, specifically with compatible programming is about as good as you could.
0: Yeah, I have I and I I'm I actually I said top ten I didn't mean that they're somewhere in order to stay where they're at they have to be somewhere in the top I don't know what it is it's like uh, and I'm also only talking about the big four networks I'm not talking about cable top ten shows on TV anyway I'll look at that now and see what they are actually at because I'd be very curious uh, we'll have to look at it anyway uh, keep keep going didn't mean to interrupt
1: a big uh, Simpsons topic and that is the problem with a poo. This was a feature-length documentary by a comedian, Hari Kandapalu, who confronts his long-standing nemesis, Apu Petalon, better known as the Indian convenience store owner of The Simpsons. Through his comedic cultural expose, Kandapalu uh, questions how the controversial character was created, burrowed its way into the hearts and minds of Americans, and continues to exist intact 28 years later uh worth mentioning also that hank azaria who does so many of the voices on the simpsons uh is the voice of Pooh and hank azaria is a whiteman uh this is have you seen the documentary i have not seen the documentary no i heard an interview though post-documentary
0: with hank azaria where what was it he was on one of the night nightly shows i don't remember who's talking about um, how he's kind of had a bit of a change of heart because I guess in the documentary he's very elusive, won't talk to the makers of the film, kind of just skirts around the issue, doesn't want to really talk about it. And in this late night show, basically said, "Yeah, we gotta we gotta change the way we think about that character." I don't know what that means, and if it means I stop voicing him, I'd be totally okay with that because I, we want to be I want to be sensitive to audiences now and all that. The show itself did that little nod to it that everyone yeah. was mad. Oh, yeah, at here, let,
1: let's let's let's. Let's get to that. And by the way, apparently the, the comedian's name is Condobolo. Uh, the uh, Simpsons did uh, address it finally on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marge talking to Lisa about a children's book that had been rewritten. This new Clara sound, she starts out, sounds that uh, she starts out pretty perfect, Lisa says to her mom. But since she's already evolved, she doesn't really have any emotional journey to complete. Kind of means there's no point to the book. Marge says, well, what am I supposed to do? Lisa says, it's hard to say, turning to the camera. Something that started decades ago and was applauded and inoffensive is now politically incorrect. What can you do? As she says that last line, she looks at a nearby picture of a poo featuring Bart's catchphrase, don't have a cow. Uh, Some things will be dealt with at a later date, says Marge, if at all, says Lisa. It should be also noted that Matt Groening, the creator of The Simpsons, compared the Apu controversy to families In the 80s, when the show debuted, protesting it and uh, President Bush at the time saying that we need more of the Waltons and less of the Simpsons in this country. Yeah. Uh, Saying that cultural outrage that would crackle and fade. Yeah,
0: it's funny, right? This is all meta now. Like back then, it was just in general. Here's a cartoon where the kids are rude to their parents and someone says, damn, occasionally like that was the outrage in the 90s, early 90s. Now the outrage is nothing to do with any of that. It's
1: and, and I think, yeah,
0: it's a specific character and whether or not enough, you know, we're being careful enough um, about his ethnicity. And part, and part
1: it, also the, uh, the 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 documentary of the trailer that I watched is that it was a lot of Indian actors saying, "Hey, look, uh, uh, he is my nemesis." Apu is specifically in that every role I've ever played the casting director or the director is doing the Apu voice and telling me to do the Apu voice. Mm-hmm. All Always trying to go there. It sounds like nobody I've ever known. It was, by Hank Azaria's own admission, the most stereotypical Indian <laughs> accent he could possibly do <laughs> uh, when he was pitching it. It was initially written in the script as convenience store owner, anybody but an Indian. And so that he did an Indian voice Anyway, at the urging of other people that were at the table, read, and now this, you know, arguably racist voice is beyond whatever a poo is on yeah. that show, Yeah. And has had such an outsized cultural impact that it need to, needed to be addressed in the documentary, according to the documentary.
0: Itself. Which is why I say I don't think your first eight uh, first eight spectacular the Finger of God episodes are responsible for the 2018... If it was so irrelevant, nobody would talk about the Sapu thing at all. There'd be no documentary film. There'd be no nothing. Like, the cultural impression is more and broader than those eight seasons. That's all I'm saying. To get back to my original argument.
1: Wait, why are you making this about the original argument? We're doing two different arguments. I'm just saying
0: they should... Okay, here's what I...
1: Open the phones. Let's hear from right. other people. Get you call can always call the show here. 801-285-9395. 801-285-9395. Please placate Scott and tell him that, yes, it was because of your hormonal changes uh, in your adolescence that you no longer like the sit.
0: Right. They're saying, wasn't Smithers black? No, he wasn't black. Smithers is gay. <laughs> Maybe that's what they mean. All right, we're already starting to get calls.
1: <laughs> Smithers was purple initially oh he was purple
0: well that's racist against purple people i mean clearly uh we have on the line with us a caller hi
3: hey scott how's it going justin how's up
0: hey how's it going what's on your mind what do you what do you think about all this
3: so one comment i wanted to make is jury's argument about the memes, and i think it's important because it shows what's on the public's mind for example the latest phrase this is america you are seeing uh Mashups ups and uh, combos with other songs. Clearly, This is America has hit a, a solid tone on our culture uh, uh, right now. Right. Uh, another thing is um, yesterday, uh, the new Bob's Burgers episodes, uh, twice said the line, never go against the family, which for anyone who's seen The Godfather immediately knows. Yeah. I turn to my wife and I ask her, hey, do you know the line? I'll make him an offer he can't refuse. She yeah. goes, yes. And, uh, what you would call it? I said, have you seen The Godfather? No. It's because the line precedes it. The reputation precedes it. Um, counter that with your argument about, oh, the Simpsons have more ratings. They have, uh, the audience and this, that, and the other. Take the movie that's earned the most money in the world, Avatar. Yeah, It's earned, like, 2 point something billion dollars, but... Can you reference a line, <clears throat> a line, a character, a moment, something that comes from it that everybody knows?
0: Just uh, blue people tying their tails together to talk to each other and <laughs> communicate uh, I, with yeah, trees.
1: Exactly. There's Jake Sully.
0: Whoops! I didn't mean to cut him off. Yeah. No. I mean, obviously, there's going to be greater meaning for people who, who love that movie. There's going to be lesser meaning for those who don't care. Um I'm not entirely sure what his point is, except that, yeah, cultural things happen. We make memes out of it. Um, like, who, you know who's having a real heyday and who I would argue hasn't had a good season since season four is SpongeBob SquarePants. Now, hear me out. It was huge when my kids were kids. Uh, yeah. All that. And it was huge. But now SpongeBob is everywhere all the time, constantly. He is meme Joe number one right now. Well, yeah, I I may not like anything that's come from season four and beyond, but it's no, there's no doubt that there's some iconic stuff going on there with SpongeBob. And that will probably be true of the Simpsons and the Futurama. If anyone ever likes a thing, how many times will they say, shut up and take my money, which is totally a a thing from Futurama, or at least it was made uh, popular there. So there's always this gif of Fry throwing money at people. Like, it's just the way this stuff goes. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this?
2: I was tempted to make an icy wiener joke, but it's E and
0: I am sci-fi. Oh man, I used to love those calls from the from Mo's bar. Those were the best, or two Mo's bar, I guess. Anyway, <laughs> what's going on, man? What's going on, guys? Uh, you know, learning how to get along in a world that doesn't understand the Simpsons, right? That's what I'm doing.
1: Exactly. Finally, All right. Hate the youth. Are you are you heretics? The Herod who believes that The Simpsons says it's possible for a show that's one run twenty eight years that it could decline in quality. (laughs) Well, all right. So Justin, uh, I'm a guy who
2: has very distinct memories of when he was five years old sitting in front of the TV and watching the first Christmas special with my parents
1: as it aired. And I have I, I, I would say there's probably five episodes I might have missed. since it started airing at anything. Like I've mm-hmm. watched them all and I can safely say beyond a shadow of a doubt as someone who still enjoys
2: the show and knows that there are still good episodes airing that it's become inconsistent.
0: Oh yeah. No, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with this. It is inconsistent. No,
1: no. Stop it, Scott. It's because you were going through changes, changes <laughs> in your life, and changes in your body. That's
0: no, what been no, Ian's right. This, let me explain. Thanks for the call. Yeah. Here's here's my explanation.
1: I would the Simpsons. Here's why.
0: He's why <laughs> great. It's been. Here's why I think he's right. Um, I and I said it earlier. It's a volume thing. The more you have, the more you're going to see the inconsistencies. If that show ran eight years, we'd look back at it as the best best, maybe most perfect eight comedy years of any show ever. We really might. Like, it would have that we reputation.
1: currently. We do.
0: Well, now we look at it as the longest-running show of all time or the longest-running animated show of all time or the one thing that inspired all this other stuff. There are no Bob's Burgers or Futuramas or anything else without it. And that's great. It's a killer legacy to have. But had it ended at season, season eight, it may have still had all those other impacts, but it would have been this perfectly, uh, perfectly contained thing that somehow hit its stride every single week. I would actually argue there's a lot of crap in season one, but anyway, whatever.
1: I mean, I I would I, I think I, I think everybody would agree that the show was finding its feet
0: in the first. It well, They always do. That's their, that's uh, especially an animated show like that. The voices aren't even there yet. Like they're still just figuring that stuff out, and they and they get there. Um, but they you know so season one whatever it's a little uneven, but the but you know two through eight. Really, really strong. If it ended there, we would just talk about nothing about how, like in Seinfeld tones, we would say, "Man, one of the greatest comedies ever made. Probably the greatest, The Simpsons. Boy, wish that was a thing that was still on." That's probably what we'd say. Well, now that it's on, and you got that much time that goes by, yes, there are inconsistencies, and sure, twenty-four episodes a year are going to have some bummers. But it,
1: relative to what, like, I don't know. This it's the See, here, abject. Here, it's, here's, here's what. Here's what I. I and, and you just hit on something. This is why no one will ever be happy, because we literally both have exactly what we want. Right. The people who love those first eight seasons say, you want to know what? Those eight seasons were great. And the people that love to watch it no matter what and understand that sometimes there's going to be a bummer episode, but it, it, it's, it's inconsistent and you love it for just that one or two episodes season where it really catches its wind again, you still have this show. And yet we want to argue about whatever, like that, that you know, that, that there's sneetches on peaches with stars upon stars. Like, <laughs> we both get it. We both get what we want. Yeah,
0: no, you're not wrong. Let's see if this listener gets what they want. Hi, who's this? Hey, this is Chase from Arkansas. Hey, man, what's your take That's on Kate. all this mess?
2: Hey, okay, I just came on to lob a grenade. All right, so I uh, grew up in a very evangelical household, and I was not allowed to watch. Simpsons when I was growing up because The Simpsons was evil and bad and raunchy and uh, you're not supposed to watch things that are that are like that so I didn't see my first episode of The Simpsons until I was probably in college yeah. uh, so that was like uh, seven years ago mm-hmm. uh, but like very later on in the season and so whenever I first started watching it it was like consistently it was on Hulu already so it's not been that long Right. and uh, my opinion is that the first Eight seasons are all trash and garbage because they're too old, and I don't want to go back and see them. And all hail the new episodes they're making. All right, bye.
0: <laughs> look at that guy lobbing his his little oh, grenade there.
1: It, this is who you rot. This is what <laughs> you did. I hope you're proud of yourself, Scott. Right. Look. Okay. This is this is your people, Kim Scott. Would <laughs> like to thank you for calling in, Chase Mark. Uh, I want to okay. make I want to make a comment
0: related to what he said, which was uh, households where it was uh, demonized. My wife grew up in a home where it was absolutely forbidden to watch yeah. The Simpsons. And the even the idea that a cartoon could speak to adult themes, and I don't mean adult like hubba hubba, bing bang bong of themes. I mean just like, you know, stuff like Bart's failing school or, you know, issues that people deal Alcoholic, with. Alcoholic, depression, bad yeah. yeah, Exactly. The fact that Barney would exist in a world and be burping and drinking too much is too much for them. They can't they couldn't understand it. Mostly I'll
1: forget that Otis the drunk was on the Andy Griffith show.
0: Right. Like the live action versus uh cartoon really messes with that generation's head. They can't deal with it cuz cartoons are supposed to be purely for kids and they can't see it any other way. So that's one aspect that I can totally relate to and I totally get. Where I really used to fight with those people and this has nothing to do with our argument today, but I just wanted to mention it and one of the things I appreciate appreciated about the Simpsons when when the when they were at their peak of of controversy and people were yelling about that show because it was so popular and so as president bush said, you know, we need more waltons and less simpsons. Uh, I noticed something about the show. It was the only show where it depicted a family consistently regardless of challenges they faced sticking together. Every time they stuck together. They figured out a way to make it work. There were times when homer was tempted by Lurleen or whatever her name was to have an affair. He wouldn't do it. Yeah. He went home to Marge. Same with Marge. They tested her fidelity a few times. Home back home to Homer. There was a uh, another thing that jumped out at me is I couldn't think of another television or otherwise film based family that went to church consistently. Yeah, they're always going to church. They may not like it. Bore, uh, Homer may be bored. Bart's drawing on the pew. Like there's a million things within the milieu of that but they are always going to church. They're trying their best. They're sticking together. Like I couldn't find a more family oriented show at the time than the Simpsons, to be honest, because it was, it had more truth in it than it did fantasy. And yet that's what bugged people. That's why people were like, Oh, this is no good for our kids. No, no, no. You yeah. don't understand. It's just like, they're showing, they're reflecting life, but they're just they happened to be yellow and, you know, animated by Koreans. It's fine. To
1: to my well, my mom's credit, uh, she you know was raising two kids that you know I was six and my brother was three at the time and uh, you know it was a single mom so uh, putting kids in front of the television was definitely a way to you know be able to a survival technique to live her life right and and be able to be a good provider uh, and was initially caught up in the wave of. This show, the worst possible thing, corrupting the youth of America. So she watched it because we expressed interest in watching it. And she had to watch it her- by herself mm. before she let us watch it. And she was halfway through the episode and she was like, "Just whatever, it's fine.
0: <laughs> I think that's awesome. I love uh, that idea that she couldn't even get through a full one before. She's like, yeah, what are we doing? Just get in here and watch us."
1: It's all right. It's uh, the okay.
0: chat room is bringing up all kinds of other examples. I do want to say one quick thing about the South Park thing, and then we should probably close this thing down soon. South Park. Oh yeah, we're in an hour. Uh, South Park is interesting, but I think that they they do they do really well based on three really important factors that The Simpsons just doesn't work on. One is that whole six days to air production schedule. They literally start writing the thing as the first as the last one goes up, and by the next Wednesday they're running footage over to the studio and they're done. So they write, voice. Bup, 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 bup. It keeps it very current. It could be, literally be based on something somebody said on a news channel a week ago, and bam, they're already on it. They're making an episode about it. Um, that's not all the episodes, but that's that's how they produce that show. And if you ever see six days to air the documentary, it's absolutely worth your time. It's fantastic to watch that. Yeah. The second thing they have going for them is they only have to produce what is it, thirteen episodes a season or something. They're on this, the 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 cable schedule, so they do not twenty four seasons. They cut that uh just about in half at anywhere between 10 and 13 do,
1: do the simpsons still do as many
0: no they still do 24 every year
1: 24 and minutes. that's this old
0: american must be 24 episode thing that you know started to falter right around lost and people are like ugh the, you don't need this filler stuff just give us the raw data and then cable channels
1: most the most, the most episodes that the uh, that south park has ever done in season 2 they did 18 uh, they did 17 in seasons three, four, six. But at that point, it starts to taper back to the last five years where they've done 10.
0: Yeah, 10 total. So I just think that's overall... Per season. Yeah. Overall, less less of a load. And so I think they have that advantage. But I say this, and I know lots of people who tell me, and they're not straw men, again... People who say to me, I'm sick of South Park, they've run their course, they peaked at whatever. I hear this argument with everything. So I'm not saying this whole episode is pointless or moot because of that. I'm just saying it doesn't matter. Like you were telling me the list of the worst Simpsons episode, and I found a list of the 10 worst Simpsons episodes, and the one you mentioned is in the top 10 of this list. So everyone's got a different list. Everyone's got a different no, idea. No, no, no.
1: I, I never said it was the worst. I said it was the, the, the line of demarcation that I was able to find Some consensus. This is not, I mean, a scientific thing, right? Right. But there's a critical consensus that the the principle and the popper is when it went from the killer show that could never miss to what it is now, which is far more inconsistent. Yeah, I I
0: I will. You know what? I think in the end we're going to find a little bit of agreement on that point. Yeah, it's less consistent. Yeah.
1: Well, we just say that. I did. I am.
0: I said it earlier too. I said it earlier. I said they've got 24 episodes to fill.
1: No, you said that. Well, you just don't understand because you were discovering boobs (laughs) and and you're too busy for the comedic styling. I still still
0: say that has something to do with it because when people quit watching at eight and then talk about the rest as if they have an authority on it, it drives me crazy. I'm not saying that you, but when people do that, it drives me nuts. They haven't seen it. How do they know? know? They don't know. They don't know. They don't know which ones are poop. They don't know which ones are great. And they don't know which ones are
1: average. They have no idea. So, well, look. Here's here's all I'll say in 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 wrapping up, and I'm sure we're gonna get a bunch of emails about the apu. <laughs> That's the most con-
0: contentious episode we've done, by the way. Ultimately, I mean... yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: ultimately, it's uh, uh, I think the apu thing is a bigger question. Yeah. Uh, and and I do think that there is worth to that argument, or at the very least, to say, hey, look, uh, apu became the most famous Indian actor of all time. Mm-hmm. Of how famous the Simpsons were. Yeah. Hank Azaria became the most famous Indian actor ever <laughs> because of his voice, because people love Apu. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, and I think some level of recognition is, is there. And just to kind of... You know, I will dovetail both those points together. If when South Park has been faced with questions about things they've done or decisions they've made, they have responded with some of their best and uh, they have, I agree. in their in their lens, which I think is, is at Mark Twain level, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, uh, yeah. they have dissected and through humor made us think and and move some of these issues forward, oftentimes. I agree. Or at the very least, exposed hypocrisy and uh, uh, some of the baseline silliness of, of some of these arguments. If someone were to say, well, this character is offensive and it hurt me, I believe we would get a great South Park episode where Simpsons responded, I think, is just a sign of how inconsistent and and dare I say it, I mean, lazy. It was lazy. I agree. It was
0: lazy. I was very disappointed in that. Also, Lisa being in the scene. I cannot hear you. Oh, did I? Did you mute me? Did I mute you? Hold on. (laughs) Hold on a second.
1: If other people can hear you. uh, uh, I must
0: have muted you somehow. I don't know how I did it. Can you hear me now? Now I can hear you. Oh, okay. I don't know what that was. Uh, uh, What was I going to say? I was going to say that, yes, it was very disappointing. I didn't like how they handled it. The fact that Lisa was in that scene bugs me because Lisa has always been the voice for justice uh, in that show. And it was lazy. You're right. The word lazy is the right answer, and it bugs me. And I think they could have handled it better. I'm not saying they could have handled it the way South Park would have, because I think that's. They're two different animals, man. South Park's equal opportunity offender. They will offend everybody and they don't care. They have characters that are handy.
3: Oh, no,
1: but Sim- that was that was the Simpsons thing. I mean, yes, South Park might have the crown, but that was the under that was that was the Simpsons thing, right? Yeah, but in the same way that
0: um, you know, Miami Vice was one of the most violent TV shows up to that point, there's plenty more now.
1: Miami Vice <laughs> never had an episode about the Flaming Moe's. <laughs> <Like, laughs>
2: Oh, I love it, the it, Flaming
1: Moe. It, it was there to satirize culture. And ultimately, that's, I think, the worth of an episode, like like the Flaming Moe's episode, is that while these, I mean, many would say offensive caricatures of uh, gay Americans are portrayed, the lesson is that no matter how uncomfortable you are, that, you know, homosexuality does not invalidate your humanity. Right. And that makes that episode so rad.
0: Yeah. They're good at it. They they were lazy here. I agree. I I have no I have no way to defend that. I think they could have done so much better. I think they probably still answer it. I don't know how, but something is coming. Uh, I'm not saying it'll be enough. I'm just saying it'll do something. Uh, the future of Apu will be interesting, just from a social standpoint. Like
1: I, to be to be honest, I think that there's a great episode where you realize that Apu has this outsized thing that he didn't realize was there. Mm -hmm. right? Because that's the lesson. The lesson is that Apu harmed, you know, a lot of people are annoyed with him because of the reverberations. And now, if Hank Azaria has to deal with it, if Apu, the character, has to deal with the fact that, oh, wait, I didn't realize that I had this effect on people. Right. Now you tell a story based on that. That, to me, is honest, it's forthright, and it deals with some of the issues. Now, maybe having that Actor as one of the voice actors of, of somebody that deals with it can bring another level of meta to it, uh, but that people want to like a poo. The problem is that people like to poo so much <laughs> that it that it had an effect outside of the the creator's intent. Right, and I, there, there's an honest place to deal with that that I think was lazily kind of hand waved away as being like whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It bummed me out. But they have a chance to they can make ride right on that, and maybe they will. We'll see.
1: By the way, Truth V seven says I did not put the Flaming Moes thing together until now. I was well into my twenties before I, <laughs> I got the Flaming Moes joke. <laughs> I love Flaming Moes.
0: Although I think I got the joke early, but I love that episode. Everything about oh. that drink episode, that, the monorail episode. I know these are all in the first eight seasons, everybody. I know. Calm down. <laughs>
1: The steel mill. <laughs> we work hard and we play hard. That's one of my favorites. See, look at where all these jokes are coming from. When it was good,
0: season six or something. Uh, all right, that's gonna do it for today's thing. Uh, send your emails in unfriendme.show at gmail dot com, and boy, let let them rip because we're ready to we're ready to deal with it. Who knew the most content- one of the most contentious topics we would tackle here on unfriend me would be the uh, validity of current day Simpsons. Uh, yeah
1: oh geez I didn't even pick a thing oh jeez oh geez. what, oh, what are we doing
0: yeah well, we got a abortion um
1: oh, oh, 200 200 patrons we, we are we are on we are on the road on the road to 200 patrons so we can do that episode uh,
0: pornography but, how about pornography is it addictive porn? is it bad is society worse or better for it is it uh no. all that
1: pornography okay. do your research kids
0: yep I've, uh, I've got some good stuff for that. So I've got some good porn to bring you. Uh, so watch for that. That'll be next week on this here show, Unfriend Me. Unfriend Me show at gmail.com, frogpants.com slash unfriend me. Uh, Justin R. Young on Twitter. I'm at Scott Johnson. Justin, anything else before we uh, head out?
1: Uh, yeah, sign up for my political newsletter. It's free. You can get it at freepoliticalnewsletter.com. It's five days a week fun time
0: yeah you guys should check it out all right i think that's gonna do it for us uh, brand new site go leave comments on the blog it's uh frogpants.com slash unfriend me thank you all for being here go to our patreon patreon.com slash unfriend me get us to oh, 200 yeah.
1: a, a, a reminder uh, if you are a patron you get all the notes that we use here so if you want to read more about this there's something
0: yeah there's something there all right i guess that's gonna do it thank you all for listening until next time we'll see you then